You are the light of the world. You bring light into the darkness. Jesus, we thank you. This season is all about you. And we want to glorify your name to the highest place. Just like the way the angels did when they appeared to the shepherds, Lord. Glory to God in the highest. We give you glory for who you are. For what you have done for each and every one of us. That we can come into your presence and experience lasting peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Winter can be a joyful time for some of us, right? Steve's back there going like this. Woo-hoo. Well, there's no snow yet, so ha-ha, right? I mean, it can be joyful for some of us. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, okay? Just for, for most of my life, I, 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 wasn't a win- I wasn't a fan of winter, probably up until last year, but things changed. I don't know. Now I kind of like winter. I, I like the snow. It's, it's nice. It can be joyful time. But for others, you know, winter can be quite a downtime. It can be a depressing time, especially when it gets dark at like 4 p.m. You know, what's up with that, right? It didn't seem like it was that long ago where we were, you know, 7 p.m. and we're out walking in the park or, you know, enjoying daylight at 7. And now you're at work, it's 4, 4.30, and it's dark outside. It's like, what? Right? It can be a, 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 a depressing time. It gets darker and it stays darker for longer. But you know, one of the things that I enjoy about winter, especially during the Christmas season, uh, are all the lights that get put up around town, all the lights that get put up on uh, homes, in our neighborhoods, the parks. I think it's fabulous. It's cheery, isn't it? When the lights are up and the lights kind of dispel some of the darkness of the night. Um, <clears throat> how many of you were at the Chris Kindle market this past week, this weekend? Not, not too many of us. Well, okay. Um, downtown Kitchener. We do this as a yearly family tradition. We go to the Chris Kindle Market. It happens at City Hall. Um, it's really nice because Derek and Tammy play uh, Mary and Joseph at, uh, on the opening night. So we get to walk with them from Victoria Park all the way to City Hall with candles, singing Christmas carols. You know, the ones about Jesus not Santa Claus. And so it's quite refreshing to do that, to be able to do that with a crowd of hundreds of people uh, walking to City Hall. And then, um, yeah, just enjoying all the lights. And actually they have a a trolley, a horse-drawn trolley that takes you around uh, Kitchener into the Victoria Park. And when you go into Victoria Park, there's just beautiful lights uh, set up uh, there. There's also the, the lights at Waterloo Park, which is nice too. The Wonders of Winter light uh, festival that happens. Uh, I think it's on now. And it's just great because, you know, at 5.30 at night, it's dark. I mean, at one point in the summer, kids were running around in bright daylight at 5.30. But now, you know, it's dark at 5.30. But these lights um, add some cheer. Uh, definitely do. Now, it's very appropriate for lights to be turned on during this season, especially, you know, uh, during this uh, just coming up to Christmas, because in the northern hemisphere, uh, the days grow shorter and the darkness gets longer right up until December 25th. And then on December 25th, it changes. It 
starts to change. It gets more lighter starting December 25th. And um, that's, yeah, that's what happens. And many different religious traditions uh, around the world, they, they take this aspect of the winter season uh, to symbolize the human need for light in the darkness. All religions will point out the need for every human being to, that journeys from darkness to light, that that's the goal, that's what we are wanting to achieve, to move from darkness into light. The Bible actually has a lot to say also about darkness and light. And the Advent reading uh, this morning addresses that in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. Now, Matthew, he quotes Isaiah 9 in chapter 4, verse 16, where it says this, And the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. So what does it mean when the Bible says darkness? What does it mean that the people are dwelling in darkness? Now the word for darkness in the Bible, both in the Hebrew and in the Greek, is actually seldom used to mean physical darkness. The Bible uses that word, darkness, more as a metaphor. It's seldom used to mean the absence of light. There's a couple of places in Scripture where actually that's what it means. For instance, Genesis chapter 1, when it talks about darkness was over the surface of the deep, that was talking about physical darkness. There was no light. In the New Testament, there's the part where Jesus, he's on the cross, He dies on the cross, and all of a sudden, it gets dark for a period of three hours. It's probably a solar, full solar eclipse that happens. And during that time, the word for darkness meant the absence of light. But for most other times, when the Bible talks about darkness, it's using that word metaphorically. If light represented God... And for God's ways, then darkness in the Bible is a metaphor for everything that is not God and everything that is evil or wicked on the earth. For instance, Proverbs chapter 2 verse 13 says this about people who do not follow the ways of God as those who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Proverbs 4.19 says the wicked... The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. And so darkness in the Bible is a metaphor. That means wickedness, evil. Now, when you read the Bible, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, you will read of stories of deep darkness, dark times, are recorded in the pages of the word of God. Even in Jesus' time, there was darkness. There was great violence and social discord in Jesus' day. Families were being torn apart in Bethlehem because of Herod's decree to kill all male-born children two years of age or under. I mean, that's crazy darkness. Can you imagine that? That's unfathomable the devastation that that would have brought to families in Bethlehem. It was brutal. It was, it was crazy darkness in Jesus' time. 
The Jewish people in Jesus' day were under Roman occupation. And though they had the freedom to worship God in the temple, the, the elite of society, of Roman society, took great advantage of the people. I mean, it was a dark time. Tax collectors scammed people. The temple system scammed people. It was a very hard time for normal, everyday peasants in Jesus' day. It was a dark time. Prior to the coming of Jesus in the Old Testament, it was dark. In Isaiah chapter 8, one chapter before our Advent reading this morning, it talks about people who are living in darkness that are searching for light, but they're searching for light in all the wrong places. Isaiah 8, 19 to 22 says this, And when they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the necromancers who chirp and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living to the teaching and to the testimony? If they will not speak according to this word, it is because they have no dawn. They will pass through the land greatly distressed and hungry. And when they are hungry, they will be enraged and will speak contemptuously against their king and their God and turn their faces upward. And they will look to the earth, but behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust into thick darkness. Now, when you read this today, you might think, man, how could the people have consulted mediums? How could they have gone to the necromancers and the, the spiritual spiritists? How could they have gone to those? How could they do such things that are opposing to the will of God? How could they do that? And you know, we could read passages like this and it's totally understandable why we would read a passage like this and think, how could they do that? Why would they do such a thing? Right? It's totally understandable because it's not that common for us today to go and consult a medium, although that does happen. Actually, it still does happen. And in some ways, the, the New Age movement is picking up some steam, actually. Um, but I mean, it's not as common as, say, Google, right? People going to Google for answers, right? It's just, it's not that common, but it's, well, it's becoming a bit more common, I guess, right? But in those days, okay, these people were Google. These people were the experts in society, they were the best and the brightest in, in, in society. So when the Bible says that the people were looking to these mediums and necromancers for answers, it's talking about people looking to people for the answer to the darkness because they understand that this world is dark. It's broken. It needs to be fixed. And so the people were looking to other people to fix this situation, to bring light into the darkness. Well, things haven't changed much today. The world is still broken. And the people of this world still look to other people for a solution. We look to politicians, scholars, scientists, technology to fix the problems of this world because it's still dark. Now, many of them have brought a lot of good, okay? I got to admit, people bring about good in this world. I'm not saying that they don't bring any good. There are people who bring about a lot of good. Time Magazine wrote an article in, in March of this year, 
And uh, March 2016, they, they outlined the top five leaders in this world. This is Time Magazine's opinion, of course. Um, but uh, number one was Jeff Bezos. Number two, Angela Merkel. Number three, Aung San Suu Kyi. Number four, Pope Francis. Pope Francis. And number five, Tim Cook. Okay, these, this, this is a list of t- Time Magazine's top five leaders of today who make a difference in this world, trying to bring a little bit of light Jeff Bezos was the founder of Am- or is the founder of Amazon. Okay, thank you, Jeff Bezos. We could do our Christmas shopping from our bed, on our laptop. We don't have to wait in lines. Click, and it comes right. Two, sometimes two days later. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Angela Merkel. She's the Chancellor of Germany. Welcomed one million refugees. Uh, during the refugee cri- at the height of the refugee crisis, uh, welcomed one million refugees into Germany. Aung San Suu Kyi. Now, I was looking at different um, lists of world leaders, and Aung San Suu Kyi was the common thread in all the lists. Um, she was the bringer of democracy to Myanmar, used to be called Burma. And uh, after many years of being run uh, by a, like a militia, like a despotic militia, and um, she brought light to Myanmar. Number four, Pope Francis. I think he has over a million followers on Twitter, Instagram. He's a very popular, popular pope. And Pope Francis is the one, is one who unapologetically advocates for the poor and the destitute in this world. He, he's just, he's all for the poor and the destitute. And finally, Tim Cook, CEO of Apple. How many of you have an iPhone, by the way? iPhone users? Ah. Come on, man. We're in Waterloo. Blackberry, you know? That's, eh, just, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have no apps on my phone. I like it that way, though. Less, less distraction. But anyway, CEO of Apple, uh, he actually he withstood a lot of criticism uh, when he took over from from Steve Jobs. Um, people saying, you know, there's no way the company's going to go further with this guy. Yet he became a great leader for the company. Has taken Apple to new heights for shareholders in coming up with the watch and all sorts of great stuff. And so he brought light to the Apple world. And so world leaders, innovators. Technology advancers, market leaders, these people and these things have brought about some good in this world, for sure. But they still have not come up with the ultimate solution for darkness, the darkness that the Bible talks about. It seems, it almost seems that for every good idea that comes up, it seems that for every good invention that is brought forth, every new powerful politician that rises up, or every new, you know, big-hearted philanthropist that comes up and does great things, it almost seems that another problem arises in this world, a new bad thing that needs to be dealt with. And so the search continues. We the people, we continue to seek this world for a solution. We're looking for a savior to bring some light into this darkness. And we search and we search and we search. But the people will never, ever find one. Find a solution from within this world. We will never 
find one from within this world. The solution to the darkness the Bible talks about must come from outside this world. Going back to Isaiah chapter 9 in verse 16, once again it says, The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. When Isaiah uses the word dawned, he is, of course, using the symbol of the sun to talk about life. The sun gives light to this world. The sun brings warmth into this world. The sun gives life to this world. Without the sun, we'd be in total darkness. Without the sun, it'd be freezing. It'd be the worst. It'd be worse than February in Canada, <clears throat> which is pretty, pretty bad. Without the sun, there would be no life. There would be no life. We need, <clears throat> we need the sun. We need the sun. Likewise, the solution to the darkness, the spiritual darkness that the Bible addresses over and over again comes from light, like the sun, from the outside. And the message of Christmas is this. A light has dawned. A light has come into the world. There is a solution. There is a Savior. It's Christ the Lord. He is the Savior. Amen? Amen. He is the one. He is the solution. I'd like us to read this verse, this passage together. Uh, together in one voice. It's John chapter 1, verses 1 to 12, talking about this light that has come into the world to free us from darkness. So let's read together. Ready? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Christmas is the season when we, the people who live in darkness, can celebrate, finally, we can celebrate the fact that a light has dawned, a light that shines in the darkness, a light that gives life to all humankind. It isn't a light that we produce. It's not a light that we make for ourselves. It doesn't come from within us. That light comes from God. 
His name is Jesus. He is the reason we celebrate. He is the reason we sing. He is the reason we can have hope. He is the reason why we now have light. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Join me in this as we pray. Jesus, light of the world, you stepped down into darkness, opened our eyes. Let us see who you are, King of kings, Lord of lords, Savior. God, we thank you that you are a God that comes down here to be among your people to take us back. You don't want to leave us in darkness. God, you want to bring us into the kingdom of light, your light, your kingdom, into your presence where there is fullness of joy, where at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore that no gift if this world can match. You are the greatest gift God, I pray your light would shine ever so brightly in our lives. That we would experience your light that dispels the darkness within our lives and around our lives. And help us to shine that light to others so that they could see the true light that comes from you. Christ the Lord. It is in his name, your name, the name that is above all names. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.